Joining us now, though, is Adam Pohl, the play-by-play voice of the Bowie Bay Sox, and most importantly, the father of Alexandra Pohl, and that <laughs> is Adam Pohl. Adam, how are you, and how's your lovely daughter? Oh, she's doing great. Thank you guys for having me. Let me tell you a really random uh, minor league baseball story. So I, I was, uh, you know, I was in Frederick for years, and uh, there was uh, right around this time of the year, uh, one season, uh, our groundskeeper, uh, we were playing Winston Salem, the uh, the White Sox affiliate, and our, my groundskeeper Kyle Slayton. I was like walking uh, stats down for the coaches, and he said, "Hey, Adam, you know that." Uh, I mean, it's an empty ballpark at Harry Grove Stadium. He said, you know, that's the White Sox number one pick they just signed, and, and they're sending him straight to, to high A, and he's throwing his first bullpen right now. And the two of us were in an empty ballpark, and we watched him throw three pitches, and, and I just said, God, he's, he's just way too skinny. And it was Chris Sale. <laughs> <laughs> he's way too skinny to make it. He'll never yeah, make it. Yeah. He'll too never make too it. skinny, lots of arms and, and legs coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's had a pretty remarkable run and uh, only briefly appeared in the minor leagues. Correct? That's right. His first yeah. and his first professional bullpen before uh, making his debut, I guess, uh, in in single A was in Frederick. How about that? In front of in front of nobody. All right, so Mr. Pohl, we've got a lot to talk about on the table with the Bowie Bay Sox right now. First question. If you kind of added up all the pieces that they have that are major league potential, is this the most talented Bowie Bay Sox club that you've had in the time you've been doing the play-by-play for them? That's a good question. Uh, it's probably the youngest team, which is okay. uh, a good reason to say yes, uh, you know, because obviously you can have some really good ball players, but if they're in double-A and they're 26, 27, 28 years old, uh, you know, they might play some major league games, but they, they probably don't have much of a, a long-term major league future. So that's, that's what's exciting because, you know, some of the old players in Bowie uh, are, are going to make it and some aren't, but there's, there's probably more of a depth of a player that, that's got a, a real chance. So let me be, be precise. If you had to rate the top four players that the Bay Sox have in terms of their chances to be – Somewhat impactful to more than somewhat impactful in the major leagues. Who would that? Who would they be in? In what order? With number oh God, four. With number four. With number. F- what's that? That's a tough one. That, that, yeah, that's a tough one. Well, you know what's interesting about the Bay Sox in this regard, and going down that road, is that uh, when you look at it, a lot of the guys, like let's just take the pitchers for example, a lot of the guys that have. Uh, the, the most stuff per se have not had the biggest results, so it, it, it's it's a little bit of an interesting thing when, when you look down the road as to who can be the most effective major league pitcher. When uh, you know, let's just take two of these pitchers for example, Hunter Harvey is uh, in the bottom five in ERA in the league. Uh, you know he's he's had quite a few appearances where. Where he's really struggled. The big inning has gotten him, uh, bit him badly. Uh, but last night, if you watched Tim Harvey pitch in Bowie in his first ever relief outing, it was probably the most dominant performance that a Bay Sox pitcher has had all year. Uh, well, uh, you know, in his three innings, that when you just look at stuff, I mean, he was throwing uh, 95 to 97, but he, he threw many pitches at 99 miles an hour out of the bullpen. 
faced 10 guys. He got nine of them out, and, uh, and he struck out four batters. But he just he really looked the part as far as a guy that could be in like an Andrew Miller, you know, Josh Hader mm-hmm. you know, type of role for the Orioles down the road. And then in the same regard, you've got Alex Wells, who has a 1.61 ERA. Uh, he's young for the level. Uh, I mean, he's having an incredible year. Uh, he starts tonight for Bowie, uh, but he almost never throws a pitch that is 90 miles an hour. And in today's game that uh, is so dominated by velocity to tell you who's going to be a, a great big league pitcher, per se, Wells doesn't check every box. So he's going to be a guy that has to prove himself at every level. Uh, and that's why this year is so important because he's had such an outstanding year at double A. And many people feel that the biggest jump in the minors is from high A to double A. And, you know, he, he's just the guy that has the best command probably for any pitcher in the, in the entire organization right now. Well, now this and, is, uh, I was going to say this is father's day weekend. Uh, but, uh, talk to me about what's going on over there tonight with, uh, stranger things. <laughs> yes. So that's, you know, that's a hit show on Netflix. Yeah. And it's kind of like an eighties night. Uh, the show, I think it goes back to the eighties. And we've got one of the actresses, Kara Bono, who's going to be at the ballpark signing autographs. Uh, and then we have, you know, as you always have to love, we have fireworks following the game. So it, it's been fun. You know, the Bay Sox have won six of the room and nine of 11, and, um, you know, really, Bowie is rolling right now. So uh, it, it's an exciting time. You know, the team offensively uh, is, is, is doing okay. They're doing enough. The team's pitching extremely well and, um, and, and obviously got, gotten on a, a big roll here. So you mentioned two pitchers, Hunter Harvey, and you mentioned um, um, uh, Hunter Harvey and uh... – yeah, and uh, Alex Wells. And Alex right Wells. Right. How about Zach Lowther? How about yeah, how about uh, Bruce Zimmerman? And how about telling us a little story about a former Mets prospect named Marcus Molina, who sort of rounds out that rotation and is uh, looks looks the part that he might be an actual prospect. Yeah, so, so this Marcus is the, Molina. To Go me, ahead. yeah, this is the biggest aspect when you look at at the Bay Sox. Uh, as a team, and really, and I know we've talked about this, but really throughout the Orioles organization. You know, five years ago uh, was my first year with the Bay Sox 2014. You look at that rotation, and that rotation had Zach Davies, who's become a very good major league pitcher. It had Eduardo Rodriguez, who, uh, of course, beat the Orioles last night. Uh, it, it had Tyler Wilson, who's uh, had a, a better career than, than people would have guessed when he was in the minor leagues. Uh, it had a guy named Tim Berry, who was a prospect that never made it, and a really good double-A pitcher named Jake Pettit. So uh, that was a, a really solid rotation. But I didn't even know if that rotation had as many guys you know, that were 22 years old to get excited about like this one. So, um, you know, Dean Kramer. Yeah, I left, Dean, I left Dean out. Yeah, 11 yeah, shutout innings in a row, right? Right. You know, he's a guy that's uh, low to mid-90s fastball, uh, he's a big strikeout guy. Uh, he's, he's an interesting pitcher. Uh, both Kramer and Lowther are high spin rate guys, so they seem to get a lot of weak contact, a lot of foul balls. So for them, the issue is almost getting too deep in the counts because nobody can square them up. Uh, Lowther is a, a lefty that's you know more of a low 90s guy. 
Um, he's been a little bit erratic, but boy, it's just so impressive. Um, I, I, I would group three pitchers that are in the Orioles organization like this, similar to Keegan Aiken, uh, Dean Kramer, and Zach Lowther, are all guys that people just don't see their fastballs well. And I think that's going to play up to the highest level. Um, Lowther last night started for the Bay Sox, and he struggled through three innings. But he really gave it one hit. He walked four batters. He was just all over the place. Only half his pitches were strikes. But then, boy, once he locked in and got started throwing his breaking ball for a strike, he dominated and retired the last seven he faced and then passed the torch to Harvey. Um, uh, you, you go through, I talked about Wells a little bit, but uh, Marcos Molina is a really unique uh, prospect in that uh, he's had an injury played past. Um, he's had some good years in the Mets organization. He had a PED suspension last year as well. He went one and ten last year, uh, and but he's 24 years old and he's a former top ten prospect in the Mets organization. And 24 is the average age for a Double A player, and he's having a really really good season. And he's just getting very deep into games, and and obviously that that's what's so important. He, he's worked six innings or more in, in all but two or three of his starts. Uh, this year, so he, he's he, he's going to be an interesting guy, and sometimes some of these below the radar guys, uh, you know, last year uh, on the Bay Sox, uh, uh, early in the season, Paul Fry would have been a guy for me that was really under the radar. Nobody knew who he was, and now he's in the Orioles bullpen. So Molina could be an interesting guy to follow. He could be one of the first guys from our that's staff that's called up to AAA. Yeah, because he has the most. Uh, starting time at Double A, and another one that could be up pretty quickly, to be honest, is Bruce Zimmerman. He's been in Double A almost a year, and he's had a lot of success. and And uh, his stuff is better than it was when he was traded for the last year. And uh, he's really starting to implement a four seam fastball, not just the two seam that runs down, because he is a ground ball guy. And you know, every one of the Bay Sox starters uh, is is a prospect. All right, Adam. Let me ask you about two players uh, in particular in a, in a brief like synopsis if you can number one sure. Preston Palmero tough year for him statistically hitting only 182 uh, two homers and 18 RBI uh, so has he hit the double a wall or or how do you view that yeah I mean there's no doubt that Palmero has hit a wall here offensively and uh, he's looked better the last few nights but he's been a bit overmatched here offensively teams are working him hard in a way and uh, they're, they're doing the overshift on him to the right side, and he just has had no answer for that. Uh, the thing about that I, I love about Washington Paul play is that quite like his father, I mean, he is probably the best defensive first baseman in the league. I mean, uh, he's saved so many airs. Uh, and, and last night almost made a no-hitter. The one hit was a line drive that he almost made an incredible diving catch off of. But uh, obviously, as a first baseman, uh, you've got to be able to hit and, and Preston has, has struggled in, in that regard this year. Okay, and the other one real quick, Mason McCoy. Uh, yeah, having a big not, year. Yeah. Having a big year, not hitting for a lot of power or production in terms of RBI, but 329 in 140 at-bats. Exactly, and he hit 379 in the first month of the year. So uh, McCoy is the turning point of Bowie's season. Uh, the Bay Sox were the worst team in all of professional baseball when Mason McCoy got called to the Bay Sox on May 6th. Bowie had a record of 7-23. and And since McCoy came to the team, uh, Bowie is 21-14. and mm-hmm. You know, the, the Bay Sox have pitched pretty well all year, 
And it, it, as a team, it, it's hard to be that bad when you're pitching decently, right? But they were finding a way to do it. The offense was struggling that mightily. And McCoy has become the everyday leadoff hitter. He's already second on the team in multi-hit games. And he missed the entire first month of the season. Yeah. It's been really impressive. And the way he does it is uh, really by hitting the ball the other way. You know, in, in today's game of, of uh, overshifting and, and analytics, uh, people know where they're going to hit it. And, and, and therefore, players that are one-trick pull ponies, per se, uh, their averages are going to be hurt because of the type of shifts that people put on. And we've, we've seen it so many times with, with so many different players. And, and McCoy is a guy that can uh, hit the ball anywhere, and, and that's why he can have so much success. Adam, last question. we got about 30 seconds. Yusnel uh, mm-hmm. Diaz, he was on the DL for a while comes back, hits the game-winning home run, a walk-off, and now I think he homered the next night as well? Yeah, he's homered in three straight games, and he's been almost carbon copies. I mean, they've been pulled 110-mile-an-hour line drive shots to left. So that's the excitement. I mean, he's got incredible hands. Uh, right now he's kind of a pull-to-minute hitter. Um, he's got to find a way to be able to, to do a little bit more damage with off-speed stuff or, or stuff on the outer half of the plate. But boy, when he, can, when he gets into it, it's something special. It's been a lot of fun to watch him finally get onto a really good run here the last few days.